Welcome to Gain That Tune. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune back in the house once again. It's your boy, John Harrington here, and we got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. And we've got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, fellas. What's going on? It's uh, Game That Tune, episode 172. And man, we're going to have a blast tonight. If you're just joining us on Game That Tune, uh, what we're going to do here is uh, we've each brought... Uh, we're going to try and... Uh, we're going to listen to some video game music. God damn, this is a fucking fun start. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, We're all just hitting our stride tonight. Um, yeah, we uh, we uh, we hang out here. We listen to video game music. We're gonna try and guess each other's games based on uh, you know three songs with a little bit of trivia. We're gonna goof off, have a lot of fun. Whoever gets the most games right at the end of the night picks a theme for the next episode. Plays some bonus tunes, and uh, your winner last week, just like the week before that, going for the three Pete tonight. Still waiting for that. Thank you. It's your boy John Harrington with the theme tonight. And we did fantastic 1999 games last week, and David had an unfortunate, unprecedented disqualification. So, Are we going to bring that up every damn time? No, uh, yes. no, just uh, as long as it ties into uh, the theme in uh, you know the previous episode. So uh, all episodes in the future, yes, it will be brought up, but not in the past. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I wanted to make sure David had a year that he could pick a game that he actually played. So I flipped him a, you know, gave him a little plus one, and we're doing games from the year 2000, uh, a, a year that hasn't come up specifically for a theme just yet. Probably uh, would have made more sense to do it next year, as it would be like the 20th anniversary of so many 2000 games. But uh, you know, hey, we're uh, we're getting a jump on it early to disqualify all of David's games from 2000 before we uh, use the theme over and over again. Um, so from now on, I want to refer to every year as the 20th anniversary of the year 2000, the 21st anniversary of the year 2000, and so on. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, uh, we like to celebrate you know, things uh, in nice decade increments, 10, 20, 30 years. Uh, so, you know, we are uh, celebrating the uh, 19th anniversary of the year 2000. <laughs> uh, see, it doesn't roll off the tongue. We should have done this next year, but hey, that's, uh, that's where we're at, baby. So... Uh, I'm feeling great. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, got some good variety in uh, in the year 2000. I mean, a transitional year launched a launched a system, uh, killed a couple of systems. Uh, I think uh, I think we might have some fun uh, fun games in store on tonight's show. So uh, we got four great games. We got a great fan request. And uh, Johnny, I think if you're up for it, I think it's time to just jump right into our first game. Game one. Thank you. 
right, so um, this soundtrack features authentic music from uh, several theme park attractions, uh, with one notable exception, which is not featuring the authentic Aerosmith soundtrack that it should. Who's got answers? Hang on. Man, I'm hanging. No, John, put yourself away. I'm at Hanging Town with that nice surf rock soundtrack at the end there. Good save, John. I like where your head's at. <laughs> Talking about your, uh, your brain head. Oh, oh I, I figured. Uh, so let's see here. Um... Jesse says MGM Studio Simulator, which I wish existed, but it doesn't, and it's not this, this game. John says Rock and Roller Coaster featuring not Aerosmith, which is pretty close. David says Walt Disney World Quest Magical Racing Tour, which is correct. What? This is Walt you Disney World that? Quest <laughs> Magical <laughs> Racing Tour. It's really quite a mouthful of a name. Yeah, and that's what I was like. It's going to take me a while to write all this down. Huh. It It is a go-kart racing game based on uh, attractions from various Disney parks. You've got your uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. You've got your Blizzard Beach, Dinosaur, Rock and Roller Coaster, Haunted Mansion, Jungle Cruise, Tomorrowland Speedway, Space Mountain, uh, and Pirates of the Caribbean. One thing that I thought was kind of neat is different levels do have different vehicles based on the track. Like, so Pirates of the Caribbean, you're actually in, like, a little... Um, little ski-doo kind of thing. Uh, you know, as, another, you, another... as the Pirates of the Caribbean all had with ski-doos. <laughs> <laughs> my, fa- my favorite part of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride was the ski-doo section. Yeah. I think I might be thinking of Waterworld. But, uh, <laughs> same diff. Uh, Dead you know, what men I think is really, tell uh, no. <laughs> uh, what I think is really interesting is that we have some sort of like Freaky Friday situation where Johnny and David have obviously swapped bodies. Why is Johnny talking to us about a Walt Disney World themed kart racing game? That seems like David's wheelhouse defined. What? Well, <laughs> oh, they're talking at the same time. It's oh really a Friday thing. This is weird, dude. <laughs> Get game your story two. straight, boys. What? Yeah. You know, what Tiki Idol did you two touch at the same time? 
They were both in Chicago at the same time. Oh my god, <laughs> I knew it. Um, Johnny, did you take a shot of any weird Chicago liquors while you had a embrace with David? Oh my god, I did. David I- maybe try this thing called Malort and it was very hard to remember the name of it I just had to, I didn't actually ask for Malort, I went to the bartender and said, I'll have a shot of Malort <laughs> which was close enough, I could like remember exactly how to, what it was actually called I knew Malort would get me there you friggin' out of tanners so, um, <laughs> and you drank it from David in some way and you guys have obviously swapped bodies yeah, David said, you know what, let's baby bird this shot I said, okay <laughs> No, that's, that's uh, not at all what had happened. I said, you know, we have to get a shot of Malort. It's a Chicago tradition. So I poured it into my belly button, and he's doing body shots off me, and something got crossed. Uh, yeah, a little hair of the David got in the shot, and uh, Johnny, we got, obviously. We got struck by a bolt of lightning mid-body shot. <laughs> I knew you should have been doing those shots on the roof of the Willis Tower. <laughs> That's the only way. <sighs> but I mean, hey, David was giving you the true Chicago experience. You're on top of the tallest building, what used to be the tallest building in the world, doing body shots off your platonic best friend. And, uh, you know, sometimes you swap bodies. So, uh, sometimes Johnny, you get hit by lightning in the middle uh, of it. Yeah, just, you know, uh, you know say lovey. Um, God, I would really watch that Freaky Friday remake with body shots and lightning. Let's <laughs> see. Two, two good friends. Two dudes. Zach Galifianakis and... You have nothing to learn from Seth each other. Steve Carell. Seth, Seth Rogen. Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, there you go. That sounds good. <sighs> I'm not sure which of like those they, David is. I feel like if they were going to do that like Freaky Friday remake involving body shots, somehow it would still star Lindsay Lohan. Yes, Lindsay Lohan yeah. as David. Um, that tracks. And uh, so yeah. anyway, uh, so David, why are you not the one talking about this game? What is happening? I, I was going to say, um, <laughs> to go back to why I didn't choose this game, I was not aware of this game, oh. uh, at least originally, and then I started looking up the list of games released in 2000. It's like, okay, one of these has to be a Disney game. And I saw, it's like, this sounds like everything, oh, released on PlayStation and Dreamcast. That's why. Right. Yeah. But uh, now I definitely want to uh, track this down and play this because it sounds really fun. Although I am kind of confused because apparently Chip and Dale and Jiminy Cricket are playable. Ooh. And all of the other characters are invented for this game. What? Yes. Like Chip, huh. Dale, Jiminy Cricket, nobody else. And Steve. No. <laughs> Everyone else is just made up. No! It kind of reminds me of, like, Mario Golf 64. It's like, you unlocked Charlie. Who the fuck is Charlie? Where the fuck is Mario? (laughs) Uh, It's kind of the opposite of that other Disney racing game we did a while ago. I think also released in 2000 where you're not racing around the park, but instead you're racing around, like, real-life places. Oh, yeah, Yeah. like, this is This is the game they should have smushed with Mickey Speedway USA to make the right Disney game. (laughs) Exactly. Damn it! (laughs) Uh, hmm. Because, yeah, yeah, I know that, I mean, I mean, I love Chippendale, but I don't know, are they, do they pull in numbers like Mickey, you know, does? Like, I don't, I don't think they do. Well, I mean, Chippendale possibly, maybe, that's up for debate. Does Jiminy Cricket? <laughs> like, Everybody loves that doddering old man that tells him not to do fun things, right? I, like, I, <laughs> I will say, at the theme park, I'm always super excited when I see Chip or Dale. 
Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. especially, uh, which one wears the Hawaiian shirt? That's my favorite. Dale, that's, Dale, that's Dale. Oh, Dale. Yeah, Dale's the far cooler of the two. Yeah. Like, he's got it, that relaxed Hawaiian shirt look going on. As what, a kid, I mean, we all wanted to be, uh, you know, I always identified with the fucking goofy party animals. You know, I wanted to be Michelangelo, I wanted to be yep. Dale. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it makes sense. It, you know, it makes you know, Chip's like, oh yeah, he's cool and he gets the job done. But Dale, he's uh, he's got little bags under his eyes. I can relate, and uh, you know, he just uh, he's just laid back, uh, funny guy. That's uh, that's my that's my style. Chip so. gets the job done. Dale gets the job done, but. Oh, I fucked this up. Wow, I don't know yeah, where you I was did, going that. that didn't yeah. go anywhere. <laughs> the job says Dale. I don't know. I am, am kind of surprised because I'm looking at the track list and like, yeah, you have Jungle Cruise, Tomorrowland, Splash Mountain, and all that kind of stuff. There's also a track based off the Dinosaur Ride, and I feel like Dinosaur came out in 2000. Like, oh wait, Dinosaur like the not like Pixar, the CG like, animated. Yeah. Yeah. That. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I mean that you know that also I guess tracks they were trying to get some synergy going because who was wanting to play a, a, an attraction of the rock and roller coaster featuring not Aerosmith like you know who wants to drive through an Aerosmith themed roller coaster as Chip Dale or Jiminy Cricket like I'm so confused by who they thought they were going after with this it, it, it feels like they didn't quite understand nostalgia just yet like. Kids are gonna play this and want to go to the theme park and really ride these roller coasters. Eh, I don't think so. Like, you, know, you, you need to go after the people that have been to your theme park and can't go back. That's uh, yeah. that's how it works. Yeah, like kids, kids aren't going to the theme park for the coasters. They're going there for the characters and and the things they love. Uh, it's the adults tend to go there for the coasters. I was gonna say you're half right. I, mean, I, I love fucking roller coasters from you know, all attractions, all rides from a very young age. But uh, yeah, I also you know like the characters. That's why you know whenever I went to Magic Kingdom, I spent the entire time hiding inside the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse. They were the best. <laughs> That's a that's a group of people that just that's that reference could never be dated. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why can't you place cool the entire Swiss Family Robinson? Like, where are they in this cart racer? Mm. Uh, okay, so I do like because I'm reading more into this game. Um, <laughs> I do like that the vehicle in the haunted mansion is the Doom buggy. Ooh. That's pretty cool. Um, and it looks like yeah, most of the cast is invented, but they all seem to be like based on things in like there's a, a character who's like dressed as like a western cowboy sheriff um but who, he's not like, a toy no but he like and they're saying like oh yeah he loves big thunder mountain railroad and then there's a there's somebody who's like a horror fan for the haunted mansion and there's okay. like a girl into adventure who dresses like a pirate so it's like not Disney characters, but kind of the park rides as characters. There's one guy that looked to me like Fat Mickey Mouse in a Hawaiian shirt, which I wish was like a real thing. I mean, it's Fat not Mickey. just like a Floridian park goer with uh, like a Mickey Mouse hat on. That might actually be what it was. <laughs> <laughs> might be exactly who it is. <laughs> I think he described me. <laughs> I mean, oh. Yeah. Yeah, but where's your hat, Jesse? You know, oh, I you forgot want it. You want to stand out in this kart racing game? You got to have the mouse ears. You, you want to trick somebody into picking you as a character? You got to put on those mouse ears. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, you know, what a fucking weird game! Like, I, you know, it, 
like I said, this is the game, this is half of the game that uh, Mickey Speedway USA should have been. Like, yeah. You got the theme park. Great idea. Like, do you think this was like an early, like, MCU, like, uh, Sony, Marvel, like, Disney, and, uh, like, IDOS rights situation? Like, Disney sold the rights to all their theme park rides to IDOS. And then sold the rights to all their characters except Chip Dale and Jiminy Cricket to Rare to make a game, and the two <laughs> couldn't come to an agreement to put them together to make one really good game. <laughs> oh man! And left out of all of it is Pluto. Oh, I don't know. I was gonna say, what's, <laughs> what happened to Pluto? Is he dead? <laughs> Did he get run over by one of the carts? <laughs> oh god! Oh. Now, actually, now that I think about it, if. Uh, if your main characters are Jiminy Cricket, Chip, and Dale, are all the attractions, like, huge size? Is it like playing, like, penny racers? Because you're racing around as like two that. chipmunks and a cricket. Like, is, you know, <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, you know, what's the scale on in play here? I just thought about that. It seems like it should be, uh, I don't know, some kind of, like, bizarre, you know, tiny, huge uh, racing situation, which sounds cool. That would cool. make sense, because, like, yeah, these, these tracks are way bigger than the rides. Mm-hmm. I've tried to drive a car through Big Thunder Mountain, and you don't get very far. It doesn't last. It doesn't take that long to do it. Yeah, and you get arrested by the uh, <laughs> you know, secret dark guards of Walt Disney World. <laughs> uh, it's uh, sketchy as hell, man. Um, I don't know, man. It sounds cool, David. Uh, what else do you find on this? You find a reason to go buy an old PlayStation and get and get this game? Coral Dreamcast. Or it, ooh, yeah, there's a big pile of Dreamcast at the Goodwill in Tallahassee. I can mail you one. I the do. Dreamcast version looks like they just took the PlayStation version, and, like exported to Dreamcast. Like I don't think there's any enhancements to take <laughs> Dreamcast. John, we, we've established this. That's that's how you make games. You know, you yeah. just export to new system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Single digit polygon counts. <laughs> ooh, I am. Boy. I'm looking. I'm looking up screenshots, and I am slightly confused because I see like, <laughs> oh, here's the like Pirates of the Caribbean level, and they're like in a little boat and here's obviously the like splash mountain and they're in a little log flume but then there's one where it looks like it's a western track and there's a train track so i'm guessing like thunder mountain but the character's in a teacup Mm. like i know you could be in teacups in disney world but i don't remember the teacup ride in frontierland like at all right no it seems like Seems like they'd be driving train cars or mine carts or something, but yeah, uh, man, you put the teacup no, on the Thunder Mountain Railroad track, you got a problem. Well, that's it... definitely a teacup. Like... <laughs> so uh, can you can't spin believe it, it and you know. get dizzy and pass out? Oh man, probably. You know, God, talk about ways to make Thunder Mountain even fucking crazier. I already love that <laughs> roller coaster, so spinning on it just oh, can't wait to die. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you know, ooh, frankly, this game canceled. Genre mixing alert. Woo woo. Can't have teacups on Big Thunder Mountain. What are you crazy? Uh, um, game over. <laughs> yeah, this game's been stamped with disapproval by Game That Tune. Um, Johnny, anything else on uh, Walt Disney World Quest Magical Racing Tour? Uh, before you swap bodies back with David and, uh, you know, I don't know, bring the show back to normal. This uh, this is weirding me out, man. I can't wait to hear David's uh, Sonic game. <laughs> I just, I can't believe you didn't pick up on my secret theme of doing two kart racing games in two episodes, two times in a row. Uh... I'm so sorry, John. I, you know, you know me. I, I definitely pay attention to themes. <laughs> you know, sorry. What did you choose last time? South Park Rally. Oh yeah. If you're looking for me to scold you again, then keep going. Uh, otherwise, let's keep uh, let's keep playing more tunes.
Game two. So, the final boss of this game, even to the end of the game, is referred to as a hidden figure, and his real name wasn't revealed until his cameo appearance in Dr. Mario 64. Okay. Who's got those guesses? Or answers? 
Hmm. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have a hat trick because everyone says Wario Land 3. Wow. So, uh, this is Wario Land 3. Indeed. Who is, uh, who is Wario, David? Uh, Wario is an anti-hero, and he is the doppelganger to Mario, beloved mascot of Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Where do you think they came up with the name Wario? You know, actually, it's a funny story. Because since he's like an evil anti-hero doppelganger version, uh, his name is a combination of the name Mario and the Japanese word for bad, Warui. I'm really glad that you knew that and that I was prompting you to tell that story. <laughs> yeah. That was excellent pronunciation, I think. Is that yeah. a portmanteau or...? It is. It is a, a portmanteau. Uh, say portmanteau with a Japanese accent, David. I would prefer not to. <laughs> okay, fine. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, as, yes, as a Japanese white man, portmanteau. I prefer not to. Famous Japanese portmanteau Wario in I Wario know. Land 3. Um, never played it. The, this, uh, you know, obviously still on the Game Boy at this point, right? Uh, Game Boy Color. Oh, excuse me. Uh, it, yeah. it did take advantage of the colors as well as the slightly higher processing power. Um, did anybody else happen to play Wario Land 3? Just, Johnny, I'm looking at you. No, I Jesse, I'm one. looking at you. Just a tiny bit, like the first couple levels. Because this game's pretty damn cool. Um, it's, it's a Wario Land game, so it's a 2D platformer, but instead of, like, getting to the end of the stage, collecting coins, and, like, fighting enemies and whatnot, like, you're just kind of exploring around and stealing treasure, because Wario... Um, right. And the cool thing about this game is you can't die. Oh. You have, like, no health meter whatsoever, and anytime an enemy hits you, there's, like, a, a weird interaction. Like, certain enemies will affect you. So, like, if you get stung by, like, a bee or something, your head puffs up because your warrior is apparently allergic to bee stings, and he will float. So you oh, can yeah. use that to, like, explore. Uh, this game also has Vampire Wario, uh, who can turn into a bat and, like, fly around for a little bit. Um, you've got your classic Fat Wario. Um, there's also Crazy Wario. Oh. Uh, what is he you doing? Kind of, you kind of, like, stumble about um, and, like, skitter around. And originally, like, you were supposed to get thrown a mug of beer to turn into Crazy Wario. Uh, but they changed it into, like a little ball because they're like wait a minute we're getting like seven-year-olds getting this game we should uh we should not hand wario beer man yeah, you don't, know make it, all don't make it seem like being served a beer turns you into some kind of wild and crazy goofball yeah you gotta you gotta wait what you know. <laughs> is, is that what i think what? is <laughs> just I was say, say, what i think is that they, they don't need to know that <laughs> what i think is funny is like they changed it into, like, getting hit by a ball or something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it's no longer beer that turns Wario into, like, zany, crazy, stumbling about. But if you touch water, you're still cured. It's like, wait, no, that's... That's how alcohol works. Yeah. <laughs> like, you get drunk, then you drink water, and you feel better. Like, huh. Yeah. Hmm. 
Interesting. Yeah, I'm looking at the list of uh, Wario alter egos now. I like, uh, you know, Ball Wario, and then below that there's Ball of String Wario. <laughs> um, oh, my cat loves that toy. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm like, you know, do you get turned into that by a cat? Or, hmm, I don't know. But it says you bounce around until the string roll, string runs out, and then you turn back into Wario. I'm like, ah, oh, that's fucking adorable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a that. charming game. Um, and there's a there's a weird mini game where like once you get to the end of certain stages, like you have the option to play this mini game, and it's golf. Like literally, like you have an enemy that you try to hit into a hole, and Dope. you there's just a golf mini game in the middle of Wario Land for no reason. Yeah, see, I you know I find it funny like the Wario games. They've got all these, you know, charming mechanics and interesting, uh, like, you know, ideas going on. But Wario himself is so repellent and non-charming that it's it's almost like a counterbalance. Like, Wario is, like, far and away one of the ugliest characters ever conceived. <laughs> and, you know, then it's like, oh, he gets stuck by a... Hot take. <laughs> I mean, if you say so. Sorry, Is John. It? I didn't mean to you know, like, insult Wario. You're uh, your daddy. Um, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's just like, okay, so Wario's ugly, but like, then he gets stung by a bee and he gets like, you know, puffy fucking, you know, allergic reaction, even uglier. But, it, it, you know, all of it's used in service of like a fun, charming, like platforming, quirky, me you know, quirky mechanic filled game. And I'm like, ah, see, that's, you know. What a paradox! <laughs> like, I get play the feeling. <laughs> I get the feeling that it's almost like you know the Nintendo developers like, okay, we got this cool idea. It's a 2D platformer. It's it's like nearly impossible to die, and you're gonna like interact with enemies to get power ups in different forms. And we're gonna make it super cute, super charming. It'll be great. It's like oh, like Kirby. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> All right, throw in something disgusting. It's gonna start Wario. Right. Uh, should everything be centered around a fart? No, 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 not quite that disgusting. <laughs> Burps, too. Uh, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes uh, a little puke. Yeah. But just a and, little. Uh, allergic reactions, uh, men being crushed into balls, uh, vampires. <laughs> Do kids zombies. still like boogers? Because boogers yeah. are funny. <laughs> How about poop? Now that's too far, Shiggy. Why are you talking like that? <laughs> Take a break. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, man, it, it, it's such an odd charm, that Wario, like, uh, you know, so, uh, such an ugly paradox, that man. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a really fun, I don't, I think they've released this for, like, Virtual Console on the 3DS, like, if you can still go online with the 3DS, um, I do recommend it, it's a really fun game. Um, but yeah, it was just a, a charming little game, and it was released in 2000, and that's mostly what I have to say about Wario Land 3. Yeah, no, I think that pretty well covers it. I mean, wow. you, know, uh, you know, I don't know what the setting is. If uh, So who's that, uh, who's this oh, yeah, character so that did the crossover into Dr. Mario? Rudy? Yeah, weirdest thing. So... The, the main villain is Rudy the Clown. He's just this, like, giant evil clown who's trapped in a music box. So, like, you get sucked into this music box and have to explore and get out of that. And for some reason, they made Dr. Mario 64, you know, puzzle game on the N64, make sense. Every character in that game, other than, like, Dr. Mario, is from Wario Land 3. Like, Wario Land 3 
kind of has this pseudo sequel in Dr. Mario 64. Like you can play Mario, like all of the other playable characters are the bosses in this game. The final boss of Dr. Mario 64, you'd imagine would be like the viruses, but it's Rudy the Clown. Like, it's a very odd connection between them. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I'm looking at Rudy now. This, uh... This is terrifying. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah he's not so charming. His mouth no. is worrisome. Oh, I feel so bad. I've been insulting Wario this whole time, and it could have been so much worse. Like, <laughs> uh, Rudy. <laughs> What's that a portmanteau of? <laughs> he's rude and ugly. Rude and... Yeah, there you go. Mm, yeah, that must be it. God, what a... Oof. I guess that's the answer. Like, what's uh, like uglier than Wario? And it's this horrifying clown. Like, <laughs> oh my word! The bug uh, sleeping. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, just as I was ready to play that game, you activated my fear of clowns, and now you know. Oof, I, I don't think I can do it. Could you uh, imagine if Pennywise looked like this in the new It movie? Dude, I mean. I'd be just as scared, because, yeah, this clown's fucking hideous. So, you know, uh, a Wario-It crossover would be, uh, you know, pretty great. <laughs> or, instead of Pennywise, I mean, Wario's pretty ugly. You could have just had Wario in the sewer. <laughs> like, I kind of yeah. get the idea that, like, Pennywise <laughs> just gives Wario a balloon, and that turns him into Clown Wario. Yes. Like, demonic Clown <laughs> Wario. <Rudy. laughs> oh, God. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I, you know, these, this, this is the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> he does that <laughs> shuffle that Pennywise does. Oh, man. I, you know, sad confession. I haven't seen uh, it or the sequel, so oh, all I good. know of it is the stuff from the trailers. And uh, I can only imagine it's more terrifying when done by Wario. It, it, you know, it oh makes sense. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Could yeah. you imagine, like, trying to run away from Pennywise and, like, locking yourself into your house and then Pennywise just, like, shoulder bashes your door down? <laughs> yeah. Chops on a big thing of garlic and then farts you to death. Like, oh, God. <laughs> Flies through your window on a motorcycle. <laughs> Actually, okay, yeah. Let's just swap the two. Pennywise needs a little vacation in Wario Land, and Wario needs to kill some kids. This, uh... <laughs> these are, you know, it's going to help both both franchises greatly to Perfect do a little character Switch. swap. <laughs> Wario's Kid Kill Simulator, and, uh, you know, it. By it, we mean... (laughs) It, we mean clown doing everything Wario does. Like, sweet. Could Um, you imagine, like, the next WarioWare game, you have, like, Jimmy T and a bunch of friends on the disco dance floor, and just it is standing there, just Pennywise the clown in the middle of it? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. uh, And then every time you fail a micro game, a balloon pops. Yeah. Uh, that's, I'm so uh, on board to all of this, dude. Yeah, itware, dear uh, Mega Micro Games. <laughs> yeah, this is your old pal Shiggy. That's <laughs> a really good idea. A bunch of micro games starring it. They could have really done a great tie-in with this. <laughs> they could have done a whole like Stephen King mini game thing. Like, oh like, man, you have like Pet Cemetery mini games and Langoliers yep. and stuff. <laughs> There's the mini game where you have to like keep pushing the A button to crawl out of the tunnel to escape Shawshank Penitentiary. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to crawl through a river of shit. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, that's the final boss of one of the like micro game stages. It's the long shit tunnel. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, Stephen Kingware uh, coming soon at some point, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, a bunch of horror-themed micro games. And David, uh, anything else on Wario Land? 
Uh, no, it's a really fun game. It is. I like it. Johnny, let's keep it moving, my man. All right. Game three.
All right, guys. So uh, despite the number in this game's title, it did indeed come out in the year 2000 for the arcade Nintendo 64 and Sega Dreamcast. Each version of the game featured a different soundtrack. Uh, the Nintendo 64 and Dreamcast had the same composer, but had almost entirely different soundtracks. Alright guys, how you feeling? 
good. Pretty good. I hope so. Uh, did those songs give you a little bit of a rush? Oh, I feel much better. Son of a bitch, so do I. Yeah. Oh, man, Johnny Drew. <laughs> one of the hairiest penises yet, which is incorrect. Jesse says <laughs> 007 Racing, which is incorrect. And David has the correct answer. It's San Francisco Rush 2049. I like how your trivia was like, despite the title, this game was released in 2000s. Like, I was expecting this game to actually have come out in 2049. Yeah, exactly. I'm still waiting on that uh, on that Rush 2049. Uh, you know, the, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see where we're at in 2049. See, uh, see how close they came with this game. Like, you know, if, if people aren't driving around San Francisco in fucking rocket race cars, then uh, I'm going to be a little disappointed. You know, quite frankly, I'm going to be a little disappointed if there's not an N64 game released in 2049. Yeah, exactly. That you know, it, it seems like there there has to be. But uh, yeah, uh, San Francisco Rush 2049. David, did you uh, did you play this one? No. Cool. <laughs> Johnny or Jesse? A little help? I don't know <sighs> if I did. I might have rented it. Yeah, it's a rental, or it's like uh, you saw it at like the movie theater arcade kind of game. It's uh, it's pretty fun, man. I, you know, I uh, I kind of I kind of love these uh, these arcade racers of the late '90s, early 2000s. Like uh, you know, you, you pop a couple quarters in, you sit down, and you just blast off around a vaguely futuristic San Francisco. Like it's uh, I love it. It's it's not that futuristic. It's still identifiably San Francisco. Like you, at some point, you still jump over that street that does the zigzag things, but like. You got a rocket car, and it can, do like, you, do... Hmm? Do you go by the original Levi store? I don't know, John. I, you know, I, I don't remember. <laughs> um, probably. Is <laughs> 2049? Big... Yeah, you think Levi's was still big in 2049? Wait, was? Hold on. Yeah, we're talking, <laughs> we're talking, you know, circular time here, John. We, you know, we're, uh, we're, we've been to 2049. <laughs> you think Levi's was still the big thing? Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's still vaguely San Francisco, but you have like a rocket car. I think you can like sprout glider wings and glide for a little bit. Uh, it's you know, I I like a like an arcadey racer with some fucking crazy floaty jumps. Uh, you know, it's yeah, it's actually something I kind of gravitate back and forth on because like you know this game, love it. Uh, you know, whenever they added big jumps to the Burnout series, I was like, oh now hold on now, I. Mm. No. What the I, fuck is this? Yeah, no, I don't need big, big jumps. I, I, this, is a, this is a game about takedowns, man. I don't want to ramp. I want to fucking drive. But then, you know, then you come back with, like, Motorstorm on PS3. I'm like, all right, yeah, no, yeah, big jumps, I'm into it. But then, like, Excite Truck, Wii. Mm, no, not so much into it. Excite Bots on Wii. Uh, yeah, I'm all the way into it. Like, you know, give me big jumps with crazy animal robots. Uh, you know, I'm all fucking about it. But, uh... Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I just see yeah, arcade racers do it for me. You get uh, you get a few minutes out of it. Yeah, oh, the you know uh, the Fast and the Furious game. That's uh, that's one of my favorite go-to arcade games. That's at the Barcade here in town. It's like if it's not broken, it's a blast. <laughs> so that's uh, that's that should be on the box for all arcade games everywhere now. If they're not so broken, that, <laughs> they're a blast. That describes basically like every game. Just yeah. give me Crazy Taxi. See, and that's, you know, the only thing about Crazy Taxi that 
doesn't work for me versus these games is it's not a racing game. I fucking love Crazy Taxi. It's a race <laughs> so, against time. It is, but at no point do you get like a bonus for doing a lap around the city, or else I'd just you know I would have fucking won every time. I you know I could I could cover. Oh man, I you know well, fucking I don't want to get off on a crazy taxi tangent. Stop by that Pizza Hut. <sighs> love that fucking you know love dropping people off at the church as you're flying up the hill and then Tower you know, Records uh, baby doing that sick power slide in <laughs> front of the baseball stadium. Oh, man, um, but yeah, Rush 2049. It doesn't really have a, have a whole lot of that. It's got, you know, it's, like I said, vaguely San Francisco. It's got, like, six tracks. Uh, but it's got, I guess, a battle mode, which I don't recall ever playing. <laughs> and then it's also got, you know, to make it even, like, you know, it's like, okay, so it's not really futuristic in outside San Francisco. Better go into stunt mode where it looks like fucking Rainbow Road. And it's like, uh, like an arena where you can do stunts and shit. Um... It's, uh, you know, I don't remember how to do stunts. I, I have to assume that it was like Wave Race, you know? Like, you're in the air and you just kind of flick that Nintendo 64 stick in a couple directions and hope that you don't land on your roof. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's cool. But, you know, I, I was here for the racing, man. I like fast fucking racing, white knuckle thrill rides. Yeah, uh, that's, that's just what I'm about. So, there's really not a whole lot to say about it. So, uh, that's why I picked some long songs. Uh, you know, wanted to just fucking jam out with some sick-ass late 90s, early 2000s drum and bass music uh, from composer Barry Leach, who I feel like, uh, you know, I keep on emphasizing him like he's somebody on GTT Mount Rushmore. He's it's, not. He's only been featured on the show a couple of times, but he makes good soundtracks, man. He that's did the, the soundtrack. Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, right? That is exactly who it is, and you wouldn't believe that he was also a prolific video game music composer for Kimco and Atari. So, yeah, he did the you know, soundtracks for Top Gear, uh, did uh, the Top Gear remake that came out on Switch last year, uh, Horizon Chase Turbo, and uh, the game that we featured more recently on Game That Tune. He did Spider the Video Game. So uh, the guy, he's, uh, he's got an interesting little uh, little resume as a video game music composer, mostly racing games with cool-ass drum and bass or electronic music. So uh, shout-out to Barry Leach. You're the man. And uh, shout-out to San Francisco Rush. You're a lot of fun. And uh, there's really just not a whole lot to say about it. You're a lot of fun. You're a lot of fun, San Francisco Rush. I miss you as a series. You're a lot of fun. Where's all of the series that take place entirely in one city? Like, San Francisco Rush. I guess they eventually branched out and did, like, Rush USA. But, like... Uh Crazy Taxi takes place entirely in San Francisco for the first game. Yeah, right. exactly. And then it does it now. for the subsequent games, John. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Grand yeah, Theft Auto? Uh, no, David. They, they famously take place in different cities. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, each game is entirely within one city. Yeah. Yeah, but like San Francisco Rush gave us like three games before they were like, eh, I guess we could do like Extreme USA or something. Like, it was like Rush, Rush, you know, 2 and Rush 2049 before they were like, we can't keep doing San Francisco, can we? I feel like we're scraping the barrel here. We're running out of intersections. Uh, well, San Andreas was in, like, four cities, wasn't it? There's four main regions to that game. Uh, yeah, several. Was, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I would take a, a you know, Grand Francisco Rush, a Grand Theft Auto San Francisco Rush crossover, Ooh, where you're just oh racing through San Andreas, catching sick air with rocket cars. I mean, so, yeah, that yeah. down. That practically happened in San, in, uh, San Andreas anyway, so... <laughs> I think you're describing Crackdown. I'm into it, if that's what Crackdown Although, is. 
Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, um, The Simpsons, because every oh, yeah. Simpsons game takes place in one city of Springfield. Thank there you, There you go. That's exactly right. And, you know, my, uh, you know, my favorite Simpsons game was uh, Road Rage, the Crazy Taxi one. So that's, uh, that's how I'll tie that into fast driving early 2000s. Love the uh, love the fast driving, the big jumps, the taxiing, the Simpsons road rage, fuck it and run, and uh, you know Johnny, let's keep it going to the next game. Game four. game was uh, basically a portable adaption of a 1998 game. Um, 
and this version is not part of the mainline canon of that series. Um, it takes place in an alternative continuity set seven years after the events of the first game. guys feeling great oh Ooh. man feeling david, david has quite the gusto on his face he looks very mm. very smart ooh. let's see uh we got ooh johnny says hello kitty i think he's referring to spaghetti um john said metal slug second mission that's incorrect and david with metal gear solid john play the music oh yeah Oh man, this game is really good, actually. <laughs> okay, so wait, it's Metal Gear Solid for Game Boy Color? Yes. Isn't it? You're like, what? <sighs> but yeah. like, 
they do some sprite work in this game that just blows my mind for some reason. Like, when you're running around with Snake, he's got the little bandana flying around in the back. Like, like it looks like fucking Solid Snake on a Game Boy Color. <laughs> like, it is great. Uh, there's really cool, like, little uh, spritey cutscenes, you know, a la Ninja Gaiden. But, um... You know, Metal Gear characters, and it looks really smooth. The, the codec, uh, you know, talking codec stuff on it. Um, they did change some things as far as like censorship, because uh, you have what? a device. You have a device called a fogger, which just emits smoke, and it's shaped like a cigarette. So I think it's just a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, or maybe this is in an alternate timeline where Snake vapes. See, Maybe. oh yeah, God, vaping snake, that is, uh, oh man, they need to make a new game, a new Metal Gear Solid game just for that. <laughs> I thought he did that in five. Did he vape? I thought he vaped. Was... He vaped and it made him like stop in time. Oh yeah, no, he totally did fucking vape. Yeah, it was like the the fancy cigar thing that you know some that I just took to be a. You know, phantom cigar that just acted as a time passage mechanic. I didn't even consider it a vape, because at the time that came out, I don't think vaping was uh, super in style. It was just, uh, oh yeah, you know, Snake is puffing on a fancy cigar of uh, time passage chemicals because they needed a fucking time passage mechanic. This game makes no sense. Fuck Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> for real. Uh, um, anyway, yeah, there should be a game that's all about snake vaping, is what I'm trying to say. All the characters are vape themed. Uh, you know, instead of a box, you get a big cloud. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then ultimately, you know, it turns out that yeah, the government's trying to ban all vaping when they know exactly why everybody's been dying from vaping. It's a uh, you know, it's a real double cross. And then Ocelot comes in and he's vaping too. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, revolver vape a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so dumb. Uh, vapor ocelot. <laughs> anyway, um, so Metal Gear Solid on Game Boy Color. You know, once you started saying Metal Gear, I thought for sure this was going to be Metal Gear Ghost Babble. The, yeah, uh, it's Ghost Babble. Oh, it is Ghost. Wait, okay. See, I, you know, now I'm really confused. I thought there was Ghost Babble and Metal Gear Solid. I thought those were two distinct games. Well, this is, like, it goes by, I think, the name Ghost Babble in Japan. Oh. But now otherwise, over it. here, it's just Metal Gear Solid for the Game Boy Color. God damn it. See, now I, now I look like Yeah, I like had a... to pause and, like, double check. It's like, I thought it was Ghost ba Was it Ghost Babble or just Solid? It's like, it's Ghost Babble in Japan. But in America, they're like, oh, nobody's going to buy this unless they think it's tied to that PlayStation thing. Call yep. it Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, now I look like a super noob. I really thought these were two distinct games. I thought they made a shitty Game Boy Color port of Metal Gear Solid and a weird non-canon entry in the series called Ghost Babble. But, uh, you know, uh, leave it to America to try and market this as Metal Gear Solid when Metal yeah. Gear Solid is like one of the most iconic games of all time. It's like, you want it for the Game Boy Color? It's... So right here, it's like this, you know, this is nice, guys, but this ain't no Metal Gear Solid. Like, this seems like some weird non-canon entry. You know, there's a lot of ghosts and babbling in this game. <laughs> and you can, like, do the flat thing against the walls in this game. You can crouch and crawl and stuff. Like, there's just, like, little things in it that you would think wouldn't be in a Game Boy Color game that are in a Game Boy Color game. It's, uh... Yeah. Don't they have, like... 
I seem to remember, like, they... You still have the codec calls and, like, you still have your support team, but it's not the normal Metal Gear Solid characters. Like, you don't have Otacon, you have some fat IT guy who's, like, your contact. Uh, from what I played, let's see, first you have... Faticon? You have the commander and Mei Ling are for sure still there. And then it's a bunch of other people from uh, this organization, you know. <laughs> hmm. Yes. And, and so you do get some of them, but not like, yeah. You get a few the of them, main and cast. Then you get some okay. other people. Um, and uh, yeah. you're trying to save like this special team that went missing, and then weird stuff happens. You know, Metal Gear stuff. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Exactly. I you know I do love that uh, images of like the box art. <laughs> it's you know Game Boy Color, Metal Gear Solid in the corner, only for Game Boy Color. Like now, hold on, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that that's ballsy. <laughs> like, you know, yes, this uh, this particular ROM is only for Game Boy Color, but Metal Gear Solid famously not only for Game Boy <laughs> Color. Uh, you know, bold move, Nintendo. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm looking at screenshots of it, man. It looks fucking good. Like, they packed that fucking screen. You know, I'm, like, there's some big Metal Gear sprites. You got, like, you know, uh, like, your weapon gauge and your, like, you know, ration gauge, life bars, and a map. I mean, like, I didn't think a Game Boy screen could hold all of this stuff. Like, it's, uh, it's good looking. Yeah, it's, it's worth checking out. I was very surprised and impressed. And yeah. quite frankly, I was hoping we'd get a hat trick, but... Yeah, well, never count on Johnny for anything. And well, I I'm wasn't super counting on a, a real hat trick, just so you know. Right. <laughs> I will say that I, I have not played this game, but I did recognize that second song, because I have considered using this game on the show multiple times. Oh, I was yeah. like, wait, no, I know that song. Right. Awesome. See, that's that's also why I'm disappointing myself. I'm confident that I've listened to this because, uh, you know, eons ago in another lifetime, in the probably first year of Game That Tune's existence, I made an all Metal Gear mixtape, and I'm pretty sure I included some music from this. So, uh, <laughs> uh, collar tug on that one. I might have forgotten what that sounds like because I never fucking played this game. Um, but uh, yeah, dude. Oh, you know, see, that, it's it's so strange. Like, I bet you this game really ultimately is not good but it looks really good for what it is like it's you know uh, when i was it's, playing it it was very playable and yeah it I seems mean, it, like the best possible metal gear game boy color game it could be <laughs> yeah like it's so. definitely worth trying you know if you can borrow it from a friend you know I've got a friend with a lot of Game Boy Color games. That's an easy, easy favorite. And I also got a friend with a lot of Game Boy Colors, so I can just go and borrow <laughs> a whole system and uh, play this game. No, you know, no problemo. You know, uh, no, there's, uh, there's no reality to that statement. Uh, I bet you this is uh, somewhere in the retro game store in the mall. I'll go there and uh, buy it and a Game Boy Color and play it perfectly legally. Um, John, I think you got something in your eye, man. You got like, yeah, God. You're all right, a stroke. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> uh, call the call the ambulance. Time is brain with matters like this. Uh, oh my I, God, I just remembered the thing. I yeah, think I might be, uh, you know, without knocking me out. How do you get me to the hospital? I think I might be having a minor stroke. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, 
Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Ghost Babble, Game Boy Color Metal Gear game. Jesse, uh, anything else on this, uh, this interesting and eclectic entry in the Metal Gear series? Uh, one of the bosses is named Marionette Owl, which sounds awesome. So. Oh wait! So the yeah, the bosses aren't even the Metal Gear Solid guys, are they? It's, you don't no. even get like a little uh, four-bit Vulcan <laughs> Raven. Let's see. We got uh, let's see. Black Arts Viper. Dope. Um, he's a booby trap specialist who wields a prosthetic left arm. Uh, Slasher Hawk, which is an Aborigine armed with two giant boomerangs. Uh, okay, okay. Owl, who is a formal serial killer with uh, owl-like nocturnal vision. Oh, and he has puppets. Oh, man, that guy sounds creepy. Uh, Pyro Bison. It's a pyromaniac armed with a specially prepared flamethrower and fuel pack. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. See, and the, the last thing I'll say about this, uh, you know, at some point they referenced this game in, I believe, uh, Metal Gear Solid 2. Because, uh, like, this is like, this game takes place in a quote-unquote alternate Metal Gear timeline or canon or whatever. And so when the colonel's going nuts inside of Arsenal Gear, he gives you, like, directions involving this game. Oh, cool. And, yeah, he's like, you know, your mission, Snake, is to infiltrate the fortress Galluade yes. and uh, take out Metal Gear Gander. And I'm like, yep. what the hell is going on? <laughs> and then That's it's awesome. like, oh, Galluade and Gander are ghost babble things. <laughs> like... <laughs> Uh, ever since hearing that, I'm like, oh, that's that's a really cool little reference to a game that I'm sure, like, I'm sure even at the time that went over fucking everyone's head. Oh yeah. And uh, since then, I've been like, man, you know, I don't know, something about uh, just you know, the Metal Gear weirdness, so goddamn charming. I uh, I love it. So uh, anyway, uh, what else, Jesse? Anything else? I was just gonna <laughs> just say one more thing. They packed 180 training uh, VR missions in this game, too. Jesus! So, Ooh. like, not only did you have the main game, you had a bunch of fucking VR missions. Awesome. Damn, that's... Yeah. See, now now I feel like I have to play this. I, you know, I don't care if it's crappy and I have a hard time with the 8-bit, top-down, old-school Metal Gear-style games. I think I need to give this a shot. Like, this sounds good. So, uh, you know... Uh, Johnny, start game five. I'm going to go work on infiltrating the Fortress Galluade. And um, <laughs> you know, we'll just put the show on autopilot for the rest of the time. Game five.
All right, guys. This is our fan request for the evening. This one came to us from Patreon superfan Chrono. Um, thank you very much, Chrono, for the request. And, uh, man, I hope you're ready for this one. I, I don't know if I can get through it without breaking. In order for this game to be released in China, the role of criminal was changed to mime. Therefore, all crime content in the game became mime content? Yeah, I got the Mario 2 sound from a trivia. <laughs> you guys feeling <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hear you Jesse let's see it man uh, <laughs> Johnny <laughs> has written inscrutable scribbles which is half correct David says Daikatana which is not correct, and Jesse has the oh, correct answer. God. It's The Sims. The Sims had music? Yes. Yeah. And didn't you well, understand yeah. those lyrics? No. It was all Simlish. Yeah. Simlish. God damn it. Um, He's like, the... I don't speak Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> Do I look Chinese? You know, but you look like a Sim, baby. Uh, you know, you got that big green crystal floating over your head. You do everything I tell you to do. Uh, you're frustrating. Um, you know, Johnny Sims. That's, uh, that's you, my man. Um. Isn't that a quarterback? I think so. Or, you know, the, the, you know, dumb son of a quarterback. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the Sims. Um, man, what a fucking game. Uh, I, I, 
see, that's the thing. Johnny's all confused by this. I thought maybe Johnny would be the one that actually put time into a game like The Sims. <laughs> I put like 10 minutes into The Sims. It's like, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> They're not fucking yet. I'm done. Like, I think you're supposed to help them get jobs or something. I really didn't quite get it. Like, I that's. I mean, like, you know, I wanted to yes. go build a house for them, and I ran out of money way too quick. Right. And I was like, I think, like, but if they get jobs, then I get the money to spend on them. Like, I didn't quite understand how that yeah, worked, you're, really. You're like the god. Yeah. It's God game, and, John. Come on. Yeah. It's not complicated. You you understand what God is. Uh, Johnny, know. tell us what God <laughs> means to you. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's derail <laughs> this Sims talk for something a little more, you know, abstract. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Talk to stealing... us about the role that Faith has played in you. No, don't. Um... Are you stealing bits from other shows? <laughs> no, not at all. Oh. Uh, so, this, uh, this game lets you play God, which is what we all wanted to do. Uh, and so, what we all still want to do. Um, Jesse or David, did you ever uh, put any time in with The Sims? No. Any the, Sims the s- whatsoever? The, I was going to say, I put some time into Sim Life. And Sim City, but when it got down to like controlling actual humans, it was like, okay, how many of these Sim games are we gonna do? Yeah, turns out several more, because uh, I think this is uh, inarguably the most popular entry in whatever this you want to call the Sim franchise. Like these, uh, these yeah, that's Sims, true. man, kind of a hit. I, <laughs> I forgot about this, but The Sims was huge. Yeah. It's uh, real huge. I, you know, I was surprised to learn they haven't released one in a while. I was looking at the last one. They made Sims 4 in like 2014, but they were releasing these like almost on like a five-year schedule for a while there. So I'm like, wait, it's 2019. Do we have Sims 5? Is that announced? Like, I, I don't think it is. Seems like it would be really a big fucking hit on phones. <laughs> but, uh, you know, oh well. Um, it was a fun game. Yeah, th- you know, I find them charming until I get bored of them is the thing. <laughs> like, and uh, that's when you start trying to kill your Sims. See, that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, it, I don't know what it says about me that it's like, you know, I don't want to kill the Sims. You know, I, I want to do the leveling up and like get them their better jobs. But at the same time, I'm also just interested in like what baby these two people make or like, you know, what are they like? Can I actually see them use the toilet? Like I'm Did interested you, in the gross <laughs> aspects of you the gotta, Sims. You gotta download that nude patch. Was that really a thing? Yeah, is oh that yeah. like the, yeah. the Laura Croft uh, nude code? No, the Sims nude patch. Download it. <laughs> it was like every a mod Sim people made. <laughs> big swing of dicks. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. I I would get bored of like leveling them up because everybody has like career paths that they're supposed to follow, and you know they make more money and therefore become more happy. And I could never fit. Like I can't remember if there was like a cap on how many different Sims you could have going at once. Like, was it like a person and then a family? But or like, could you just keep on making people and like basically make a Sim City where you have to control every single person in it? I could never remember the limits of this game. Yeah, I forget. But you know, it got overwhelming after a while. But it's uh, it's cool. It's charming. Uh, I like the different career paths. So which uh, which of these original Sims 2000 career paths should we talk about? Athletic, business, entertainment, law enforcement, medicine, military, crime, politics, science, or extreme? What about Ex- mime? 
Extreme. <laughs> okay, we're going with extreme because yes, we're not in China, so therefore we don't have to have mime as a career, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> I'm really wondering if that is like something like, yeah, uh, we you know we, we can't have it be life of crime. Uh, what's another job? <laughs> but I don't want to change the pun. Life of lime. No. Dime. Life of life of dime. No, that's a you know, slime. Life, of, life slime. of rhyme. I was gonna say life of rhyme, and you're a rapper. See, that would have been pretty good, but no, they went with life of mime, which is <laughs> just sad. Like, I can only imagine the like. How do you have a ten stage career as a mime? Like, it seems like it would just be you're a fucking mime for the rest of your life. You've chosen a bad life. <laughs> well, I'm sure it was like, okay, let's take a look at the models. Like, well, we can't have them be criminals. Well, what are they wearing? Black pants, black and white striped shirts, and like some kind of mask. I mean, that's kind of like a mime? See, but that now. makes it even Paint funnier. Paint the if, white, and there we go. <laughs> if they just changed, if they just based it on the outfits, it's like, all right, uh, he's a mime now. It's like, you know, why is he pickpocketing people? Uh, uh, he's a mime. It's like, all right, now he's he's a bookie. <laughs> it's like, uh, mimes take bets. <laughs> it's like he's robbing a fucking bank. It's like mimes do that. They they rob banks. <laughs> it's like, yeah. How else do you think they make money? Yeah. He's robbing yeah. an invisible bank, but yeah. because but we get to see it. Oh, he's the goddamn <laughs> godfather. What's going on? <laughs> like, <laughs> I love the idea of a mime coming up and like pretending to pick a rose and pretending to hold a balloon and pretending to build a wall and then pulling out a gun. <laughs> An actual gun and he steals yeah, every <laughs> steals everyone's money. He just robs mime audiences. Oh my god. <laughs> That's such a genius idea. You walk into a bank as mime, you do a bunch of mime shit, and people are into it, and you rob them. <laughs> Because you know, no one would throw you out of a bank oh. for doing an impromptu miming routine. Everyone loves mimes. <laughs> like, uh. They would be so captivated that. <laughs> well, I can't believe he's you know putting me in a box and taking my keys. Uh, wait, he's going to the vault. What's he doing? He's Why am I in a box? I'm not a mime. <laughs> I don't Either that or it's just like you're a mime. You perform your routine and then you go up to like audience members and give them a hug and they're like, "Oh, this is sweet." While pickpocketing them, <laughs> stealing all their wallets. I wish they'd be uh, a Christopher Nolan Batman with like a mime as the villain. Uh, does Batman have a mime in the Rogues Gallery? It seems like that would piss off the Joker. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, Joker would be offended by that. <laughs> Oh, I would love that too. Batman <laughs> and Joker team up because fuck that mime guy. I'm sick of that mime. Oh my <laughs> god. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Um, Camilla Orton was a rich young heiress that once led a life of luxury and art as she led a group of touring mime artists across America. Batman has a mime villain. Wow! <laughs> awesome! <laughs> I'm so happy to know that. That's, uh, that's great news, man. <laughs> But anyway, um, so, you know, uh, another one of the career paths, extreme. Of course, you know, they give you all these normal-ass career paths like business and athlete and all this, but then they have an extreme one where you can apparently be, like, you know, I, I'm not sure, like, it's a 10-step career path. So what do you think the first step on extreme is as uh, somebody who does, like, extreme things, Ooh, say sports and do, stunts? Do a kickflip. 
See, that would be... You get $175 a day to do a kickflip. Yeah. <laughs> the Sims is stupid. Uh, <laughs> Hardcore parkour. See, that would be cool if you if you chose extreme and your Sim just went around jumping off all the buildings in town. Like, That'd be pretty dope. But I don't think parkour was in fashion just yet. It would be a few more years before Casino Royale came out. But no, so the first job as... A uh, sim, as an extreme sim is Daredevil, uh, so like like the superhero, exactly. You know, a man without fear. Um, I feel yeah. like that should be one of like the later things. Like, oh, I'm going to pursue an extreme career. If your first thing is Daredevil, like yeah. jumping through flaming hoops, like good where ch- do you go from there? Good chance you, you have a short career. <laughs> it you would go be great way more extreme it, is what you do. See, it would be great if the career path was just ten different levels of being a Daredevil. <laughs> like, it's like I'm making $175 a day just to do skateboard ramps, <laughs> and it's like by the time you're at level ten, you have to like do a snake river jump. But uh, <laughs> no, that's not what it is. So yeah, level one is Daredevil, followed by bungee jumping instructor. Uh, <laughs> that's a step back. Uh, then whitewater <laughs> rafting guide. Nope. He's getting less extreme yeah, than every single it's, one. It's, it's, you're a teacher. This is terrible. Uh, extreme circuit recruit. Bush pilot, uh, which is hey, what I call okay. myself in the old bedroom, if you know what I mean, guys. <laughs> oh, Two sounds, and then uh, you know, mountain climber. Now, if you had to climb Mount Simverest, then yes, that's uh, that's a pretty extreme step up. And if your sim died at the summit of uh, Mount Everest, that would be pretty fucked up. Um, <laughs> and then the least extreme is step seven: photojournalist. Uh, yeah. Well, it depends Just, what you're taking pictures of. Like, construction, no. War, maybe. Perhaps, yeah. Uh, and then treasure hunter, Grand Prix driver, and of course, the most extreme of all jobs, international secret agent. Yeah, okay, that is pretty extreme. I mean, I guess, but like, was Bond even that extreme at this time? Like, you know, it was Pierce Brosnan time. He wasn't very extreme. It, you know, the last movie was fucking The World Is Not Enough. You know, is Denise Richards extreme? I don't think so. Yes. So. <laughs> I mean, I, I get the feeling that, like, your sim should be able to get international spy as a job, but at, that should start with, like, Law government work. <laughs> Like yeah. It, yeah, it shouldn't start with like, well, I was a daredevil, <laughs> fucking hired. I, I love the idea that James Bond followed this career path. He started out as a fucking small-time daredevil and became 007. <laughs> like, that's, Qualifications? Uh, I taught bungee jumping for one summer. Yeah. Well, uh, I was a photojournalist for a little while. I was a bungee jumping instructor. I did some whitewater rafting. I killed a couple of guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome aboard, it, Bond. <laughs> isn't that the plot for the recruit, though? Isn't the guy just, like, an acrobat or something, and the CIA recruits him? Um, maybe? Are you referencing the 2003 Al Pacino, Colin Farrell movie, The Recruit? Yeah, and honestly, the only <laughs> thing I actually remember from that movie is Al Pacino talked about how, um, uh, you know, Colin Farrell was from Okla. Florida. That, okay, it's that, that's Devil's Advocate, <laughs> goddammit. Um, yeah, oh, damn it. Yeah. Right. So wait, you've seen Al Pacino <laughs> movies. Have you seen any other Al Pacino movies? I don't want to get off on the fact that you you should have seen Heat by now, but you're referencing <laughs> The Devil's Advocate and The Recruit 
And <laughs> you know, you all I remember <laughs> is Al Pacino saying, like, yeah, I was a kid from Ocala, Florida. I'm going to rip my goddamn face off. I am so upset. Like, <laughs> you know these shit movies, but you still, still haven't seen Heat, which is on the career path for life of mime. At some point, you do the heist. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I'm choking on my own rage here. Yeah. By the way, can we make the episode title Is Denise Richards Extreme? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, god damn it. Uh, you, got me, you got my Al Pacino senses tingling and I'm pissed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it, so The Sims is uh, charming, fun for a little while. Like uh, My wife liked it. She had The Sims 2 uh, like island expansion for the Wii because we found it for like $10 somewhere and like it's fun. But after a while it's like, you know, this is just kind of collecting and crafting and doing this and that and you know, it's funny how I get burned out on it in this form but like man, I played the fuck out of like some Stardew Valley which is really just like, you know, kind of like a 16-bit one-player Sims. And, uh... Well, no, because, like, the Sims, you have to keep your Sims alive. And true. And Stardew Valley, it's like, you have a farm that you're raising. Like, the Sims is really just a very expensive, interactive ant farm. It's that's, like a Tamagotchi. See, and that's actually kind of the thing. Like, I think one of the things that makes me want to play these simulation games more than others is, like, in the case of Stardew Valley, I'm actually controlling a character and going around doing things, as opposed to, like, clicking on a character and being like, Hey, uh, Mr. Sim, go fucking, you know, have sex with your wife and create a Sim baby. And then it's like, maybe he does it, or maybe he walks over to the fucking, you know, refrigerator and a frowny face turns up over his character and it's like, okay, wait, what's happening? No, 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 no. I want to be able to direct him to do exactly what I want to do. I need full control over something in this game. And, Did uh, you ever, uh, get, build a pool in the backyard and, uh, when they got in the pool, you removed the stairs? And then they can't get out of the pool. Is that really what happens? Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah. They die. <laughs> they die? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Why yeah. can't they, they just stand in the shallow end? <laughs> I don't know. There is the shallow end of this pool. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> That's terrible uh, news. Our terrible design flaw. Yeah. It's the shallow end. <laughs> we made a pool with no shallow end. <laughs> like, oh, this game sucks. <laughs> you can build like a, uh, like a shed without doors. <laughs> just wall someone in and then oh, okay. eventually they would just die I was like what's the purpose of a shed without doors like that's just a box yeah yeah <laughs> and then they I just like, die <laughs> I feel like this game should have like they allowed you to do this stuff right so they should have had the thing built in to where it detects you doing this stuff and it tells your parents like hey <laughs> you might have a psychopath <laughs> right yeah. here playing this game <laughs> your child is I, playing like, a very malevolent god as <laughs> <laughs> I say there should just be a warning where it's like after five sims die a message pops up that's just like you realize you're basically god right like what are you doing here well, my neighbor was a jerk <laughs> if there was just a setting to cause something really unlucky to happen and I don't mean like you know, a shed gets built around the sim and they die in it. Like, that's, that's a design flaw. <laughs> like, you should be no. able to hit a button and have hey, them, like, happening? trip. Yeah. Or, I, I like to imagine you, you do fucked up shit and the game locks you out until you come back home with a note from your therapist saying that it's okay for you to play this game again. Yeah, exactly. And you have to put it into a scanner and, like, it has to decode it and figure out, like, okay, yay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, this guy's not terrible. They have to, it has to be a certified uh, fucking therapist. Like, oh, it's Dr. Richard Nygaard. Okay, yeah, you can play The Sims again. Yeah. <laughs> You're allowed. I, I feel like another thing you could do is uh, if their cooking skill was really terrible, you could, like, force them to try to keep using the stove or the oven, and eventually they would just catch the house on fire. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesse, I didn't know I, all this. I never got that far in the game. I got bored with it well before that. Jesse, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah this all happened way back when I played it. I'm not I've been researching all now. the various ways to make a sim <laughs> accidentally kill itself. Like, oh, man, six million ways to die in The Sims. Choose one. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's cool. It's it's a it's a big ass franchise. I'm glad that it's so popular. Uh, I wish I was more into it, but it's, uh, you know, it's, for me, it was always predominantly PC, so I was never going to play it. And you know, it's, like I said, I, you know, I like a, I like a sim game where I have a little more control, a little, uh, f- you know, a little less feeling of like, I don't know, it, it's weird playing as God, like that responsibility, like, oh no, that sim is like, you know, sick or like trapped in a pool with no stairs. I can't save it. Like, uh, you know, oh man, you know. It's like the superhero problem. You, know, you can't save everybody, and you just uh, start feeling bad for all these Sims after after a while. You, you make this whole big city of Sims. You tell them all to have sex with each other and become mimes and daredevils, and then you know it's just it it all falls apart inevitably. It, you know, Sims is tough, man. It's real tough. And really, honestly, I just always like the Sim City games more than this. Like, I, I like just building a city. I don't need to know about every single person in it. Like, it's it's just too much. But um, yeah, so the world is too much. Uh, true, as true in the Sims as it is in the real world. And Johnny, it's time to go to the calculating computer to decide tonight's game. <laughs> It's time. Yeah, sorry. Calculating computer. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. George Lucas slamming his dick in Scoring complete. This game's winner is. David Fleming. Hell yeah, David. Congratulations. Bouncing back from an unprecedented disqualification to win episode 172. You know, what a what a week for you, man. What a roller coaster. What a wild ride. It was uh, part of my master plan. Exactly. Lure you into a sense of comfort while mm-hmm. secretly getting nearly every game exactly. right. Beckon you into the pool and then remove the stairs and, uh, you know, score the most points for the night. Well played, David. You are a uh, you are a benevolent god, and it's uh, that means it's your responsibility as our uh, as our overlord to pick a theme for the next episode. So what do you got for us, pal? So you know we've done a couple episodes now. We're picking years and like time frames, uh, and that's just getting kind of bananas. I want us to have a little fun. With I bananas? want us to monkey around. So I'm choosing. Games with monkeys, apes, non-human primates. Ook, ook, ook. Give me a banana. Man, that is a theme that I can get behind, man. Does it have to be playable or just present? If it's in the game. Yeah. Uh, You know, games with apes. Ape that tune. 
It's, uh, quite frankly, it seems like, you know, just based on that, t that's, uh, that name, it's long overdue. So, uh, you know, I'm into it. That's a fantastic theme, I, you know, just love apes. How big do the apes have to be? Huge? Well, and that's like, I, I want to make the distinction, like, monkeys or apes, like, cause I, well, this game Great is a apes. monkey, it's not really, it's like, as long as it's non-human, it's fun. Yeah, I was gonna say, you did actually go so far as to say non-human primates, so I think you've covered your ass pretty well, so, uh, oh man. Unlike uh, so, baboons, am I right? <laughs> oh! It's right. Uh, uh, so, yeah, fuck yeah, great theme. Uh, great episode coming up. Uh, fantastic ape-themed episode coming on Game That Tune next week. Thank you, everybody, so much for uh, joining us tonight. Uh, thanks to everybody who's watching along live with us. We're live every Wednesday night, except uh, this one. This is a Thursday night. Uh, we're live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Check us out. Uh, join us for our live recordings. We really appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Check us out in our Discord server. Uh, chat along with us. We love getting some chatter in the chat box. Check us out in podcast form. We're available in uh, Apple Podcasts or anywhere and everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, you know, listen and enjoy uh, in podcast form. We really appreciate it. Um, be sure to go to merch.gamethattune.com. It's the home for awesome fucking crazy Game That Tune merchandise, like our Game That Tune shirts. Uh, you know, if you want to look like a really cool dude rocking a tuna with a big muscly arm on your chest, Go to merch.gamethattune.com. Johnny, what else do we sell over there at merch.gamethattune.com? Oh, man, we've got, let's see, we've got a huge shower curtain. Uh, we've got the Game That Tune bath mat. Uh, okay. Uh, that you can get a little flex of pee on. We've got, uh, let's see, the Game That Tune underwear for men and women. Uh, okay. What would you call a woman's underwear? Uh, <laughs> why did I bring this up? <laughs> <laughs> So, let's see, we've also got some sweet-ass mugs. Sell those uh, panties. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make it a uh, recurring bit until you fucking sell everybody some Game That Tune panties. And then we've got the George Lucas slamming his dick in a microwave shirt. We've got the really gross dinosaurs with titty shirt. We do have some gross fucking original artwork shirts, so they are utterly we've bizarre. The, <laughs> we've got the goddamn sun shirt, which is like... Probably my favorite shirt. <laughs> Nobody's buying that. <laughs> what does that one say, John? You know it off the top of your head. It's I think. got my Yoshi's Cookie rant written in oh, Star okay. Wars fonts for some reason. <laughs> you know, I don't understand it. Whatever. <laughs> I went out and bought the actual Star Wars fonts to make that shirt with. <laughs> so it's accurate. It's screen accurate. Star Wars text crawl of me being angry about Yoshi's Cookie, which you can have on a shirt. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I, I, th I can't think... Oh, the dog tags? We got the dog tags? Yes. Uh, if you want to die and have someone <laughs> identify your body as a fan of this podcast, then please buy Game That Dude dog tags. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, merch.gamethattune.com. Uh, Johnny, say titties. Titties. All right, cool. Now, say it with some enthusiasm. Titties. Now I want you to say it, man. I want you to really just, you know, get ready. Wet those lips. Say it. Panties. Patreon.com slash Game That Tune. Yeah, go to Patreon.com slash Game That Tune. It's the home for awesome uh, Game That Tune exclusives. We've got Jesse's Covered Up series. We've got GTT Gems. We're catching up on GTT Gems, so we appreciate you guys checking it out there. We do the 30, 20, 10 of video game music. We've got mixtapes. We've got behind-the-scenes post-show shit. 
a lot of fun going on over there at Patreon, so thank you for checking us out there. Special thanks to the Super Fan Tier producers. Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, and of course, Chrono. Uh, Chrono was our requester tonight. He got special priority requesting because he gives us extra money. And uh, he's the man, so thank you for that. You can hit us up with your requests in our Discord server or email them to us, gamethattune at gmail.com. Uh, or you can find us on Twitter at GameThatTune, or you can find us individually on Twitter. I'm there at JGangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at... JP Regan JR. You can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at... Sega underscore legend. And you can find David Fleming, this week's winner, on Twitter at... DFD Fleming. Hell yeah, man. So, David, you got the bonus tunes. What are we going home with? Uh... Going along with the theme for next week's episode, this is the Donkey Kong Jr. medley from Smash Ultimate. My man, we're going to ape it up next week. Peace out, everybody.
God, what a mouthful. Walt Disney World Quest Magical Racing Tour is copyright 2000 Crystal Dynamics and Eidos Interactive. Wario Land 3 is copyright 2000 Nintendo of America Incorporated. San Francisco Rush 2049 is copyright 2000 Atari Games Corporation. Metal Gear Solid Ghost Babel is copyright 2000 Konami Computer Entertainment Incorporated. The Sims is copyright 2000 Maxis and Electronic Arts. Unlike uh, so, baboons, am I right? Oh, it's right. Yeah. So, do Neanderthal <laughs> games count? Get the fuck out! God damn it! <laughs> what? That's that's. Uh, I'm editing that into being Jesse's uh, reaction for the baboon joke, which deserved a Mario two sound. <laughs> yeah, no, no cavemen, John. We're talking about apes. <laughs> uh, 